Welcome and thank you for listening to another episode of the Voice of Business podcast. We're your hosts, Kyle Jacobson and Eddie McBride, and today we're joined by James Arnold, President and CEO of ABC Bank and Chairman of the Citizen Committee that just completed a months-long process of reviewing our city charter. Mr. Arnold, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Kyle, and I'm the former chairman of the Citizens <laughs> Advisory Committee. Congratulations. A very, yeah. a very proud and, and a lot of smiles put yeah, in. I like it. that in past tense. <laughs> James, again, we've talked a little bit before we got started. Thank you for being here and to, to talk about the City Charter Review, and, and our listeners are going to be interested. But before we dive into it, let's get some more specifics, and why don't you tell us a little bit about how the committee was formed and what you did to form it and what exactly you were tasked to do over the sure. last several months. Sure. So the so the city council had a spring planning session and, and kind of came to the agreement in the spring that it was time to do another review of the city charter. city charter was written in the 1920s and hasn't had any material changes since then. Uh, so they felt like it was time to do that. They hadn't reviewed the city charter in over 10 years. Ten years ago, uh, they asked uh, Alan Henry to chair a citizen charter review committee, and uh, they made a number of recommendations to the city council, and they chose to take none of them. So nothing's been done uh, for at least probably twenty to twenty-five years of any of anything. So uh, the the mayor felt that it was time to do that. Each city council representative asked a person to represent their district. So we had six districts, and then the mayor appointed the chairman, and uh, Mayor Pope reached out and asked me if I'd chair this committee, and I accepted and agreed to do that. Now, thank you for doing that, because I know the results uh, were well worth finalizing it and getting it all together. So thank you and the committee for everything y'all did in that respect. I think that's an important point to stress as well. At this stage of the process, y'all have simply made the recommendations of the council. No formal action has been taken, and then the council can kind of pick and choose among these recommendations, what will go to the ballot for the voters. Um, so let's go ahead and dive into some of these uh, main topics that um, the council will be considering. Uh, the first one that I want to touch on didn't necessarily grab a lot of attention, but is still important. Uh, and that's the outdated language in the charter. A lot of that is simply outdated after not being changed um, in close to 100 years. And other items might not be in line with state laws anymore. Um, so can you give us some insight into the generic so-called cleanup items that the committee recommended to the sure. council? Sure. You know, back in the 1920s when they wrote the city charter, I think it was done on a, a typewriter, but of course there was no spell check, no grammatical checking. I mean, they had probably people <laughs> proofread it, but there were a lot of uh, unnecessary commas. Punctuation was kind of a problem. Uh, misspelled words were in there. Uh it was always councilman, city, you know, policeman. We changed it to gender neutral as one of the cleanup items. And then some of the kind of funny things, uh, the city charter had in here to restrain and punish vagrants, uh, medicants, I don't even know what that is, beggars, prostitutes, and to regulate the control and prohibit the sale, gift, barter, or exchange of cocaine, opium, morphine, and salts thereof. That's in the city charter. So cleanup of those kind of things, uh, we took a lot of that stuff out. Uh, they talked about riding bicycles in the city, you know, this kind of stuff that today doesn't apply. And so we just thought now's the time to kind of change. Just while we're in, while we're in here, let's clean it up and change it. Now you're right, Kyle. It does have to. The city council can do something of this, take all of this, or take none of it, and take no action. Or they can take some things, and anything's got to go to the voters 
for the city of Lubbock in the November election. So even cleaning up items like that, changing the charter to read more of a gender neutral has to go before the citizens for a vote. So this is a very early stage process. It's got to go through the city, vet there, and then to the voters if the city council chooses to do that. Well, like, like I know you will be, we'll be watching it very closely as well. So uh, we, we look forward to that November election, getting this on the ballot. The petition process for both recall elections as well as putting ordinance on the ballot is one of the items that drew the most attention throughout this process. Can you tell our listeners what the committee recommended to the council and how y'all arrived at those figures? Yeah, you know, let me start with how we arrived at those figures. We really, the our committee was pretty unanimous, well, we were unanimous in applying some consistency to that process. You know, as it stands today, it's basically, it's a percentage turnout of the number of voters in the last municipal election. So uh, if there's a low voter turnout, that, that petition percentage or that number of, of signatures required is pretty low. If you come across and you want to get something as a petition or a recall, it's based on, if, if we did it today, Eddie, it would be based on the presidential election in November. Pretty high turnout. That number would be in excess of 25,000. The, the, the last petition vote we had for the city, I think the number was less than 5,000. So that, that there's some wild swings and you could, I, I, in, in another meeting I had, I, I compared it to timing the market. And we didn't want to let people that wanted to recall somebody or get a, something on the ballot for a petition to be able to time the market and find a spot where the where the watermark was pretty low to get the number of signatures required. So the amount of consistency was our, was our goal. Uh, and 10% of the registered voters uh, for the city of Lubbock is, was our was our agreement with, that we arrived at with that committee. And uh, that way, if you want to get a petition to go before the city and for the voters, you know it's 10% of the registered voters 30 days prior to getting your first signature. So uh, we felt like that was our process, that was our, that was our goal, and we achieved it. We just thought uh, a level of consistency was important. And also within that, we had a six-month cooling-off period. So if there's a sitting a city sitting city council person, and their district wants to recall them, they can do a petition process. If fail, they could do another one right on the right behind it and do them over and over again, and that just that's taxing on the city resources. And we wanted a six month cooling off period for any petition or any recall effort that that didn't fail. That been sorry that didn't pass. And so there's some things in there like that that kind of gives a little bit of consistency and uh, addresses some things that might be silent in the city charter. We wanted to go ahead and put it in there and spell it out what the process was. And again, there's a lot of logic to that, James. A lot of logic. And there was also a buffer, correct, like maybe three months or six months either before or after an election where a recall couldn't take place for that same office. That's right. So there was a six-month buffer leading up to the, a re-election of a, of a council person or a mayor and six months following the election, there's a there's a waiting period. We felt like the voters had spoken, either they're gonna get an opportunity to speak in six months or they just had an opportunity to speak. So we tried to, again, provide some language that, that spelled it out. The, the uh, charter is silent on those items and we just thought it, it needed to be addressed for a city of our size. Perfect, um, and last but certainly not least was the issue of council and mayor pay. Currently the, the positions are essentially volunteer work um, but there was some debate as to whether they should be paid like full-time employees, if their pay should be brought in line with other cities our size and how they pay their council, um, or maybe adjusted for inflation from the time the charter was written. 
I think y'all found a pretty good middle ground on this issue. And before I let you get into that, I want to cite some survey data that the chamber collected on this topic. We sent out a survey early in this process, I think February, before any public um, hearings were going on and received more than 500 responses, which is, I think, a pretty solid sample size. And only 13% of respondents said that they supported a living wage in that survey. Um, the two most popular suggestions were to bring us in line with the median amount for comparable cities or to adjust the figure for inflation. Um, and between those two options, a combined 70% thought that was the best option. And another 18% said that no pay adjustment was necessary for the council. So what did y'all come up with on this topic uh, and what was the reasoning behind it? You know, uh, we had a lot of discussion on that. We had a couple of public hearings. We did those early uh, to hear from citizens. Uh, and that this dominated those public hearings or citizen comment periods. And the folks that showed up in person were for a living wage. But the business community, I mean, I, I, I read that survey. And my big takeaway was those points you just made, Kyle, about the business community was not in favor of a living wage. And I, my guess is if this does go to voters, the, the citizens of Lubbock are not in favor of our, our mayor and city council earning a living wage. We didn't want to violate the spirit of the, of the position that it's a public service position, not a career position. We've got management that are employed full time at the city, city manager. He has a whole team of people that run the city day to day. The mayor and the city council to me and our, and our committee are more like a board of directors. They're more in a governance role not a management role. And so we wanted to compensate them in a governance role, not a management role. So again, unanimous on our committee, a 7-0 vote. Uh, we looked at cities our size. We threw out the highs and the lows and looked at kind of what the median was. And then we wanted to be a little different. So we didn't want to triple the, the pay for the mayor uh, like it is traditional currently. But we felt like $800 a month, that it, it reimburses city council folks for expenses, maybe lost time on a job or something like that, and the mayor at $1,300 a month. We felt like that was more in line with where our community wanted us to go rather than go living wage. Well, yeah, and I think that we talked about a while ago as well, that sweet spot. We thought that fit very nicely, and I do think on behalf of the business community, we really appreciate y'all looking at it from that perspective because I, I think it just fits better. I think it'll work well in that. So. Uh, again, thank you very much for both your efforts on this committee, and and obviously the mayor picked the right guy to actually chair wow. this. So thank you for both your work and everybody else's work on this. And it's a like you've already mentioned, a document that needed to be addressed a lot sooner than it had now. So I'm glad that y'all had the chance to do that. Next steps, as you've already said, are for the council to consider these recommendations and decide on what they what exactly they want to put on the ballot in November. And then for Lubbock residents to vote on potential changes to to accept the new charter and with all the revisions and changes. So uh, really appreciate that. And and uh, thank you for joining us today. And, and we appreciate our listeners for listening in. And, and uh, we'll talk to you all again next week. Thank you again, James. Thank you.